We keep it alive. We keep it kicking. kicking. And we make sure it's sassy. It's the Emerging Into Greatness podcast. Are you ready to take your business further? Hello and welcome to Emerging Into Greatness. Yes, our very first Emerging Into Greatness podcast. And guess who I am going to be interviewing? There's nobody better to start with, I tell you. His name is Des O'Connor. Uh-uh, it's not the Des O'Connor we know here. <laughs> it's a Des O'Connor. This is another Des O'Connor, and he's on another level. This is one gentleman that has one of the most coolest niches. When it comes to niches in business, I take my wig off to this guy. <laughs> You take my take my wig off, definitely. And it's because he, you know, he has a particular a particular policy which he follows, which I really love. And it has to do with women. Yes. A man in a woman's world. I never thought I'd be saying that. Because it's always a woman in a man's world. But this time around, it's a man in a woman's world. And it's because he he runs one of the I don't even know how to say it. One of the best um, women in business speaking platforms, you know, in the UK. And I just got word he's going international. Americans are loving this guy. I'm sure it has a lot to do with his accent and more. So Des, welcome to the show. Welcome to Emerging Into Greatness. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to having this interview with you. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. I really do appreciate it out of your busy time. And um, you were telling me you were getting ready for America. Yes, California. I'm launching my um, Women in Business conferences in uh, uh, California on July the 26th and 27th. So I'm very excited about that. No better place to start than California. I tell you, the people over there, you can't stop them. They do not play. Yeah, so I'm finding out now. Different mindset over there than in the UK. It is. It is. It's a totally different, very go-getting mindset. You know, don't start go-getting. And yeah, definitely. Um, Right. Well, we don't have much time on this podcast. So I am going to dive right in. I want you to tell me a little bit about yourself before we get into the nitty-gritty of your business, which is the real core of this show. So tell us, how did it all start? Who is Des? <laughs> well, I, I'm just a normal guy, um, a normal average guy that just look, identified a gap in the market. Um, I started off as a driving instructor in London, um, held Des O'Connor's driving school. Okay. Uh, very successful business. I had about 15 instructors working for me and um, it was going very well. Appeared on TV a few times and All right. it was going really, really well and I was happy with how it was going. And I realised then that I was, a, I was a people's person because to be a driving instructor, you have to have a personality and you have to connect with uh, the people that are in the car with you, you know. You need to mm. be able to be able to articulate yourself in a in a way that inspires them to uh, achieve what their goal is and actually to competently and confidently pass their driving tests. So uh, that's how it started. And then after that, I got married and unfortunately a very messy divorce. Hmm. And that <clears throat> led me into the personal development arena. Um, I did not know 
about who Tony Robbins was then. I didn't know about what life coaching was. And I was in a very bad place. And I decided to, when you're in a bad place, you you search. When you're desperate, mm-hmm. you, 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 if you want things to happen. <clears throat> and I always say to my clients, you know, um, how big is your why? Mm. And my why was absolutely massive. I lost everything. It was a very painful divorce. Mm. Um, I lost everything. And um, I had to dig deep. And one thing I liked about the personal development, it was back to... Uh, nine, 2006 around about the time the secret came out remember the, the yeah secret? I remember the it secret out. it was a yeah. yeah it was right about that time and I thought at that time I needed something to help me feel good within myself I know I was responsible for that mm. but, but most of the times in life we we just need something or someone to just to guide us and say you know just open that door and go down there and you'll be all right I do need to just stop you slightly there. You said something that just kind of jumped out at me. You said um, you were, you felt you were responsible. Are you saying that you were responsible for the divorce or responsible for where you had found yourself? I was responsible for sorting out how I was feeling Mm. and how I was going to overcome that. Mm. The divorce, the divorce, you know, anybody has a messy divorce. Mm. At the time I was blaming my ex-wife and it's only by, working on myself and taking responsibility that I contribute towards that. I'm sure she has her story on things and I have my story on things and they're most probably the complete opposite. So all I could do was learn from that and stop being a victim. Mm. And how could I learn from that and, um, and improve myself because I was in a very, very low place. And the more I started getting into the self-development, I was listening to the secret, was reading it. I studied life coaching. I was receiving therapy at the same time. And I fast-tracked getting over the pain, the trauma of what I experienced. You know, mm. you know my daughter was taken away from me. Um, I've been battling from the courts even till now to see her. You're talking oh. 12, 13 years of backwards and forwards in court to see my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I had to deal with that and couple of years before that, well, six years before that, I was dealing with the death of my mum. So it was all, all those things were, was actually going on. But with the help of the, the coaching, I realised that I am total, res- I have total responsibility. I have to take total responsibility of how I feel and mm. how I act mm. and what's happened and how I feel about what's happened in the past because I can't change what's gone on over the last 15 years of my life. All I can do is create that for the future right so once i understood that and listen I, I, i'm i'm human and mm-hmm. you know, i have bad days as well as everybody else but i have i have more good days than bad days because i have a, a mechanism and a system that helps me to overcome the pain and helps me to move forward so mm-hmm. the coaching really really helped because it made me look at myself first of all in a different way and made me look at life and opportunities and also what's possible in the future as well. And then I started running the coaching and I thought, wow, who else um, needs to know about this? Who else needs to know about this coaching stuff? Because, you know, therapy is working on what's gone on in the past and going to mm-hmm. your childhood and, mm-hmm. and, and bringing it to the, to the surface and how you're going to move forward. But coaching 
is completely different because coaching helps you to make goals, create goals, create opportunities, and you're responsible on how you're going to make those things happen. And I like the feeling, you know, like the feeling of that. And I accidentally fell into the, the dating and relationship area because mm. I just felt that there's lots of people that have experienced what I've experienced that was not aware of opportunities out there and how they can improve themselves. Mm-hmm. So I decided to um, run um, workshops and seminars for single women and how they can find and attract the right man and the reason why that was was because i didn't get into coaching originally for that i decided to study coaching because in the driving instructors industry mm. there's 30 40 000 driving instructors in the in the whole of the uk and there wasn't one life coach or business mm. coach mm. available 15 years ago i mean there's some now yeah but it wasn't then so i thought i'm gonna that's a big market i'm gonna jump into that and at the time, uh, there was a company called X Factor Dates, and they were a, one of the largest um, singles companies in the UK. And what they were doing, they, helped, they were held in singles events, speed dating events, and, and events like that for professional single, singles to connect. And um, I just, they were looking for people to run their events in central London. Mm-hmm. I applied. They took me on and I was their best uh, host to date. Mm, Uh, And then when I was doing that, there was these gorgeous, you know, these really gorgeous women and men, but there were some gorgeous women that were coming up to me and saying, oh, I can't can't meet anybody what's going on. And then I realized that it wasn't wasn't what was happening on on the outside of these women. Mm. It wasn't to do with the men. It was to do with themselves and the reason why i just recently qualified as a coach so mm. i could see what needed to happen so i asked the um the md of the company i said look i've just qualified as a coach let me mm. run a one-off workshop for the women on how to find the right guy wow and, and there was about 80 women Ooh. And, it just, and it just took off from there and you know i was holding dating and relationship conferences all over the uk mainly london Mm-hmm. and it just went from strength to strength and what then happened was I suppose after a while I just felt that I needed a, a different challenge mm. um, I was labeled as the dating guy which was okay but I knew there was there was more, more yeah for me to give I didn't know what it was but I just knew you know like I suppose we've all been there in a relationship where we just know it's time to move on for whatever yes. reason you've outgrown the person or you're bored or you want to meet someone else and that's how i felt with the dating uh work i was doing it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that i i i stopped it completely but i wanted i wanted a new challenge mm. what i realized was that um i held as a child growing up i was um my parents were divorced when i was very young i don't i don't remember them being together mm. but my dad was still around um he's, he's not alive at the moment not alive, but he was around and but I was mainly brought up by my mum and my sisters, mainly my mum and my sister, Paulette. And as a young boy growing up, I was um, pampered and spoilt <laughs> by, by that. And I remember my mum used to say, and my sisters would say, 
they feel sorry for the woman that ends up with me because <laughs> oh, they've, spot, they've spot me bad. Mm. Because my references are only going to be that. Yes, because, definitely. Because, so, you know, if I, was, if I was treated badly, I'm going to attract a woman that treats me badly because that's what I, I, I'm ah. used to. Ah. So, so, so that's what they used to say. I won't go into the ins and outs of my yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but then again, when you look at it, a lot of men that are close to their moms in a very um, compassionate way, not in a violent way, those yeah. that are lovingly close to their moms usually treat their wives or girlfriends really well with respect. Yeah. Um, that's what I have found. I don't know what you think. But well, then again, with what you do, you, I believe, from what I've heard now, and I think everybody listening to me would, um, would um, attest to this, is that you fit the right, you are like the right person to coach on relationships. Hopefully. I mean, don't, uh, what, did, um, what did John Gray used to say? Was it John? No, it was Jim Rohn used to say, uh, study my programs and and watch and listen to what i do but don't watch what i do so what i am saying is this is that i've studied a lot mm. i've studied a lot more than the average person mm -hmm. and i usually if someone come and i've got friends and family that come into me and they complain about this that or the other i don't know what questions to ask to get them to reflect within themselves mm. but the challenge and the problem you have is if I was, I go back to when I was married, mm. what I know now, what I knew then is, is my knowledge is, is so much different. I, I, my ex-wife, which if, if me and my ex-wife was to get back together again, which would never happen, but if we was, I'd be a completely different person. Mm. Completely different person. Sure, sure. In the way, and even, and even, sorry to cut you, but even in the communication I've had with ex-girlfriends ex over, mm you know, before, you know, whatever happened and they want to make me wrong and blame me and all this. And even up until now, some of them still do that. Mm. Oh, they wow. Done work, they haven't done any work on themselves. And then the way that I communicate to them, some people find that um, challenging, scary, you know, because then what happens if someone's going to blame me? And I've had that in relationships where a woman's going to be blaming me and saying, oh, well, you know, you did this, you did that. <laughs> and I say, yep, I've got issues. I admit. <laughs> My issues are A, B, C, D, and then I say, okay, cool, and I'm going to work on them. Mm. And then I ask them back, what are yours? And then I just shut up. But not a lot of men would do that. Not a lot of men would say, admit to that. You do, because yes. for some reason, you guys have a way of throwing it right back to us and saying, yeah, it's, it's either PMT or you're just being this or you're just being that. But, you know, and that, that, that to me still really says, still really goes back to what I said, which is you just seem to be the perfect person for this. You almost went through it just to start this. I mean, not, not that yeah. you did, but it's almost one of those things that seem to have been in your past. And it's helping a lot of women today because I was, you know, having a look at your website, desoconnor.com, guys, you need to go there. And S, S on the end, O'Connor, sorry. And um, we're going to give everything definitely before you go. Um, but I was looking at the website. I'm like, wow, you know, the testimonials, everything. And the women were just totally enlightened and elated. It's like the woman that came in today, maybe an hour ago. And once they leave your place or before they leave, there's somebody else, which is really good. So um, that is 
one that is a major major factor in why you have emerged to this guru to this you know great speaker and great um, relationship coach which um brings me to my next question because um i was watching one of your um, talks on youtube and you <laughs> you asked the group something and i wrote it down i said okay when i speak to this i'm gonna ask him this and the question was what what negative thing do you think your ex would say about you? Is that a question to me? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you asked me. That's what I'm going to ask you. Right, okay. That's a good question. Um, yeah. I would say um, my standards, they would say that my standards are high. Mm. They would say that I can be critical. Okay. Um, and the reason why, and I can understand now why they would say that. Like, I give 100% in most of the things that I do. Whether okay. I'm going to cook you a meal, or I'm going to do something romantic for you, or if I'm going to do something for your children. I don't, I don't believe in, and I'm a Virgo, so I don't believe in giving 20%. Mm, mm. The problem that I suppose I have is what I give, I'm going to expect it back. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. You know, so um, I suppose in the past, I was felt disappointed because I've given that 100% and I've received 20%. But their 20% may be their 100%. So exactly. I then have to look at myself and adapt the way that I, I look at things and stuff. But then, then again, I suppose that's what they would say. Um, anything else um so then that is linked in maybe me being critical and maybe mm -hmm. i might be moaning about certain things or why mm -hmm. did you do that why did and then i want to fix things for them because i could and i suppose it doesn't help i'm a coach mm -hmm. because as a coach we can see what needs to happen so why don't you try this this and this mm -hmm. um and i've had you know many conversations in the past with exes where they've said oh you're coaching me no i'm not i'm just asking you a question <laughs> <laughs> So how, how do I not? How do I not answer your question then? And then they will say, "Well, you're coaching me," and then they get out of it. <laughs> and then sometimes they get really smart and mm. use their coaching back on me. So oh, got okay. <laughs> Two big wigs then at the same Two time. Big wigs. Yeah. Two big wigs at the same time. Not a good so what, what advice would you have for anybody who wants to go or do what? you know, do what you're doing now, because from listening to you from the beginning, you know, like I said earlier, you, you almost went through this to bring you to where you are. Would you say that a lot of times when we have um, trials and, you know, issues in our life, you, would you say that would be, that should be a number one driving, that can be a number one, our number one driving factor to allow us to emerge into what we're supposed to be doing? I think it's a good question and I think that um, whatever challenges you have I've had some challenge I had a, a big challenge at the weekends no one didn't know about it but I had a, a bit of a challenge I'm in a different place today and as I'm the type of person that whenever you got lots of something really bad going on mm. um, it's not the best time to make any major decisions and I think we've yeah. all done that we've all been especially in relationships or at work you know, relationships, your partner's really upset you and you've accused them of something and 
then you've got you've got it wrong and then you've reacted and you've said something and then he's reacted and it just goes on and goes on from there so what i've mm. learned to say okay right i'd rather i'd rather take time out shut my mouth reflect and then be honest with myself and say look there's what's going on here? you know what's going what is really going on here is mm. it about her or is it about you Mm. what has she done that's triggered a reaction in me where has that reaction come from and the thing is you cannot lie to yourself yeah so there's a lot of searching there's a lot of digging into yeah, you. searching self-searching you must be honest with yourself yeah you be honest with yourself and you know i've had a challenge this week and i just thought you know what and you know it boils down to being afraid fear what mm. is it you're afraid of because i mean no one admits to someone else on a daily basis, you know something, I'm afraid of this, I'm afraid of that. We have to mm-hmm. put on this front, especially mm-hmm. men. We have to be mm-hmm. more put yeah. we have to cover our feelings. And, and I think that's part of the good reason that my women in business is going well how it is. And I thank you for acknowledging that I do fit that because I openly went on stage and I said to the women, this is the reason why I wanted this. I wanted to recreate the love that I had growing up as a child mm. um, with all you women because when you've got a, a room packed 200 300 room packed with women that are sharing that's a family that's love yeah that's a connect that's a connection that's a that's more powerful than a, you're not going to get that with men men are not going to do that so then what then happens then you know when when you've spoken to me and you've checked me out and even michelle referred you to me you've all connected with me in one shape or form yeah and women are very very um clued up on who's the bs's and who's the not if oh for sure for sure for sure we can smell yeah. that from a you distance can smell that. you can smell that but then you know that's why on social media and, and on my website it's not that much about me mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. about the people it's about it's- the women it's about the people yeah, I would like to add to that because I remember the first time I spoke to you, you know, before when I was introduced to you and you were get, I was giving you a number and everything. Um, I did have a few <laughs> reservations, yeah, you know. Because, yeah, I did. I did have a few reservations until I spoke to you. And so when I spoke to you, I was like, when I put it on the phone that day, I'm like, oh my goodness, this guy is so real. It's like, is he... Okay, maybe, why, why is he so real? You know, asking them questions. Can you imagine that? Because I am so used to people who play this part, you know, and after they've played the part, depending on how well they've played it or how, or how badly they've played it, I either call you again or delete your number for life, block, totally, yeah. you know. But in your case, you know, I, I did feel like, oh, wow, this is somebody that I can actually work with and this is somebody that I would want to help me with what... I, you know, know my aspirations, you know, and um, yeah, definitely, I would say, I would, I would attest to, to that, which is why you're doing so well, you know, which is why you're doing so well, which is why your, you know, your speaking engagements are always packed. And the women don't, they might come in with reservations, they might come in with a bit of trepidation and fear, you know, feeling a bit edgy, but whew, give them an hour with you in that room. That's what I've seen, you know, and it's so brilliant. So, um, which brings me to my next discussion. I don't even know if I should call it a question, but um, 
what would you, from the women, from most of the women that you have spoken to, what would you say is the reason why a lot of women have given up so quick? In business? Yes, in business. And what, what, what is your advice? Give us a quick rundown of what your advice would be. Because, you know, the show really is about emerging into greatness, which means if you are emerging, you're coming out of something, you know, and if you're coming out of something, you're supposed to be going into something great, which makes you, you know, where, is, where, it, where you're serving your purpose and doing what you're supposed to do. But in the most, most times, some people give up in the middle. So what would you say is your, it's a common reason that you've heard and how have you helped those women? Well, it's a really good question. And um, Thank you. One, of, one of the things that uh, I decided to work with women in business was the deep, the deep rooted reason was to create the, the loving environment to inspire and empower everybody to be their greatness and be successful. Mm. But, but also there was a lack of opportunities for women um, speaking on stage throughout the whole of the UK. And mm -hmm. I'm talking about the women that are just starting out, women mm -hmm. that are getting the odd speaking gigs now and again. I'm not talking about the high-flying ones that are getting paid and, and all of that. I'm not interested mm -hmm. in those. I'm on, I'm, I'm on about the ones that I've never spoken on stage before. And mm -hmm. I look at why that, and that was because of the belief that they had within themselves that they didn't think they were good enough to do that. Mm -hmm. right? And more than likely, if they feel they're not good enough to do a particular thing in their life, I guarantee there's going to be several areas of their life that they have the same belief. Mm -hmm. So what I wanted to do is, okay, I'll get, for example, Sandra comes to me and she says, oh, I want to speak on stage, but... I don't feel confident I can do that. And I look at the reasons why, and then this is what I do. Mm. So after, and it works. So I say to them, okay, come along, come along and check me out my event. And she's never spoken on stage before. And then I've given a presentation, packed room. I thought, how do I wipe out that fear? Mm. And it's not going to cost her any money. So I said, come on stage. She comes on stage. I said, what's your name? She says her name to the audience. What do you do? She tells them what you do. Why are you passionate about that? And she says, because I like to blah, 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 blah. And then mm. I just said to her, there you go. You've just spoken on stage. Wow. Just that like instant, just that alone. Can you imagine how confident she'll feel? How she looks at herself in a different light? Yes. All those, year, all those years she has had this fear that, I can never do that. And, mm. and she, does, she doesn't have to go and spend thousands of pounds on someone to teach her how to speak on stage. Okay. Mm, mm. A lot of it. Heart. Yeah. A lot of it would be because of the way you treat the women, which a lot of men would not do. or do not do because of ego, not because they're terrible people. It's just, you know, there's that, there's, a, there's that egotistical thing there. And, there, and there's that. Um, and, well, the sexist, and the sexist yeah. one yeah, as well. Sexist, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the men look down on down, me. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, I used to be like that. I used to be think I used to have that impression of women. Mm. They, should, they, should, they should be at home cooking and cleaning and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I used to be old school like that. And and now I'd used to think that I was the one that was bigger and more powerful to yeah. the team because I was out there making the money. But now I look at it completely different because if I'm out there making the money and my wife, girlfriend, whoever is 
making the home a home for me, looking after the children, <laughs> cooking, cleaning. And I'm coming, and I'm as a man coming home to that base. After it's work, gonna, eh? After work. Oh, <laughs> you can't put a price on that when you put the key in the room and you know that that food's on the pot ready for you and the bath set or whatever it is. Oh, for that. goodness sake. And you just speak to her and she just tell her what your day's been. To me, <laughs> that is more valuable than me going out there and making the money, right? Mm. Because that would enable me to be my greatness out there. And it benefits the family. Yeah. And I, but some men don't get that. And you don't get, I don't know any man I know out there that I've come across that speaks like that. Because I'm saying how it is. So when I'm, and I'm not just saying it because I'm in front of a, um, 200 women because if I didn't believe that I wouldn't say it mm. and I do genuinely believe that because to me I'm, I'm a very family family orientated man mm. so I'm in the door once I've got my my food and and I'm old school right so I don't know yeah. any different but once I've got that in place and the house needs and the reason why I showed I really shared change my views on that was when my ex-wife had gave birth to our daughter um boxing day 2014 years ago and um we had um she had her um had my stepson with us at the time he was about i don't know four or five and she had my ex-wife had some difficulties with the pregnancy in the hospital Mm. the baby was due the baby's meant to be due um christmas day but Mm -hmm. she, she she was induced the next day she had to have a cesarean and all that kind of stuff because it was, you know, she couldn't keep uh, carrying on and she couldn't give a natural birth. So mm. what happened was then I came home with um, her son, my stepson at the time, and she was in hospital for, I don't know, about a week. And oh my God, like, did I appreciate what she does in the home? Because she was mm. there. Mm. So I had to do it all. Take him to nursery, I had to clean, wash, <laughs> cook, and all of that, as and, well as work, as yeah. well as work. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I did and multitask. <laughs> multitask. And us, and us men don't multitask at the best of times <laughs> as well. So back to what, so it comes back to the confidence. In, in, to answer your question, it, there's a lot of women out there that has so much potential within them that they don't even, they're not even aware it's there. So I'm the person that draws that out of them. In yes, you are. You want to, yeah, you so are. So they come to me and I say, why don't you try, have you thought of this or you thought of that? And I tell them to email me their story, what they're about, what they're passionate about, why are they passionate about that? Where has it come from? And who do you want to help? And mm. then if they don't have a logo, they don't have a website, mm. they don't know how to record videos, Yes, I help. I help them with all of that because I've got that experience in that. So every service that I provide, um, I walk in the talk. I've done it all. Yes, so, you have. So, yeah. so no one can't say to me, "Oh, well, what's your website like?" I said, "Well, here's my website. But here's another fifteen clients' websites I've designed as well." Mm. Oh, well, so this is why, like, it's very easy, in inadvertent commas, to sell myself because sure, sure. Someone, someone comes to me and they say to me, "Oh, what have you done?" And I, I just said to her, watch these videos. If you're interested, watch these videos. And they watch the vi- I mean, I sent you loads as well, and I'm sure you watch them. Mm-hmm. Now, someone that's watching those videos for the first time usually are sold. Yes. And yes. also, they 
want to have a conversation with me they're going to have questions yeah i answer all those questions in a authentic and honest way mm-hmm. and then it's up to them what what they want to do after that and that's, so in relation to that there's lots of women that, that don't have the belief and mm. they don't and, and, and it's, it's a lot of things related to their partner the relationship sure, the, sure. Fam, the family they have around them and their close friends sure. once i i ask those i ask questions around those areas i'd be able to understand the mindset of what needs to happen because if there's people around you that are draining you get rid of mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. and even if it's family i've got family i love them to bits and they never come to my events they're not sure. supportive and i just park them in a corner over there exactly i hear that i hear that and you keep uh-huh. them there don't make them wrong just keep yeah. them there and yeah. there's friends there's some of my friends the majority of my friends don't come to my events which wow. is cool um but i meet up with them and it's very mm-hmm. difficult for me because when we go out and we start speaking about what we do for work and all this kind of stuff and mm. i can't talk to them about what i do because i know yeah. They, Get that. yeah they can't relate to it and i'm not making them wrong it just becomes difficult so then you just have to just talk to them on the on the way they want to talk to you mm, on, mm. on their level and yeah. what i mean by level their level is not lower than me or higher than me it's just a different level i bet i bet a lot of the women i would i i would take a very wild guess and say maybe 98 of the percent of the women that do come end up probably changing their friends by the time they leave by the time they get yeah. home and sit down and yeah, think they, and you know do a, a do a good sweep yeah, they, they do have a realisation and especially yes. the ones that have never never taken part in any personal development in their life. And I I realised that by going to a lot of other seminars and they used to say the same thing in a different sure. way. If you've got anybody around you that's not adding value to your life, Amen. Yeah. get rid of them. Let them go. Them. Let them go. Oh, wow. Des, this has been an incredible, incredible startup, an incredible um, interview. It has really helped me. And I know a lot of women who are going to be hearing this, my audience would definitely appreciate, appreciate you. You are a rare gem in the industry. So besides, um, I mean, anybody else that's in that industry and would that listens to you can definitely learn from you, especially the men. And with the men, you know, it's two things that either sticking their nose up in the air to you, or they're saying, okay, dude, how'd it go? How, how, how are you doing this? How can I learn so I can treat my girlfriend, my wife better? You know, that's what I would expect from the men that do come to you that, that, that there'll be, you know, a turnaround, a change, um, because we don't have a lot of men like you at all in the home, on stage, wherever. We just don't, you know, but you have emerged into this person, you know, from whatever has happened to you. And, you know, you taking, you know, a dig, looking into yourself and saying, okay, things need to change. I need, and I need to take responsibility, um, which to me is really, really amazing and i think for each and every one of us even myself as i'm speaking i've had to do that over the past few months it's like i've had a year of serious um chestington um (laughs) um roller coaster life kind of thing and um but at the end of the day it's it can't define me and i can't sit home and start crying i just keep going and keep going and um yeah so definitely i'm really 
I'm really grateful for this, this opportunity, emerging into greatness. On this show, you have, you have filled and ticked every box that makes this show what it is, which is what it's called. It's emerging into greatness because you have not even started. I mean, America, California, I, 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 for goodness I, sake. I, I started this, my women in business, creating women business leaders worldwide and inspire them to speak on stage and i started this september 2017 two years ago only not 18 even mu- 18 months ago yeah and not even two yet so i've held four or five events and then i'm doing another one in birmingham oh yeah definitely will be there and, i will be um, there california in july i will be there definitely for sure well i'm gonna have to sign up now and we have come to the end of the program, the podcast right now, the interview. And um, it has been an amazing, amazing time. So please give us every contact so that people can contact you. Oh, you can get hold of me on Facebook, Des O'Connor. You can get hold of me on Desmond O'Connor, each one. I'm on Instagram, Des O'Connors. And uh, my website, the best place to go to, actually, because you can get all the information on me is www desoconnors.com that's d-e-s-o-c-o-n-o-r-s.com and you can check me out and get all the all my up and coming events are all on there as well and i'm launching my women's high heels shoes brand as well so so i'm looking for catwalk models for that i'm launching hello high heels next year different type of a shoe you're on a different level honey you are on a different level Yes. Thank you so much, Des. And uh, we will speak again. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a wonderful, wonderful time. I hope you have learned from this and get in touch with Des. You will not, not in caps, not regret it. Here's our signing off. My name is Sassy Shade. It has been quite sassy with him. (laughs) I hope I didn't step on any toes, but it wasn't the intention. It's been great. Thank you so much, Des. Thank you. My pleasure. I wish you all the best for the future. Thank you very much. I've I've loved every minute of you. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye-bye. We keep it alive. We keep it kicking. Kicking. And we make sure it's sassy. It's the Emerging Into Greatness podcast. Are you ready to take your business further? Welcome to the Emerging to Greatness podcast with your host, Sassy Shade. <laughs> Talking all things business, business, business. Talking to CEOs, directors, and leaders in business. Keeping it alive, keeping it kicking, and definitely sassy. The Emerging into Greatness podcast with Sassy Shade. Sassy Shade. There is absolutely no contest. <laughs>